Welcome in to Punting the Thrones. I am Lucas Jones. Uh, this is the Fumbling Punter podcast, but we have changed identities uh, for this podcast. We're going to be talking about the first episode of Season 7, Game of Thrones. Uh, with us today is the uh, host, Devin Keeney, who hello, runs hello. the Fumbling Punter podcast. We have with us uh, J.K. Sturgeon. You'll remember him from Stellar Movie and TV Show Reviews. Well, thank you. And we have Devin's wife, Lindsay, uh, also joining us today, who is a Game of Thrones fan, who doesn't quite know as much as I do about it, but <laughs> will be well welcome. Thank you. You're welcome, Lindsay. <laughs> let's, jump right, let's jump right in here. The name of the episode, as we already said, was Dragonstone, and that was, uh, I believe, J.K.'s favorite part, um, actually getting to see. We've seen Dragonstone dragonstone in previous episodes that's where stannis baratheon that's what he got after robert's rebellion and he always kind of held a grudge against robert for getting dragonstone he wanted their ancestral home um but that's where we've seen dragonstone before but we kind of got a better view of it this week jk don't you think so yeah i I definitely think so i i have said before that that was my favorite part because I just liked how they CGI'd it, and they showed us a little bit more than what we had seen when Stannis was occupying it. Um, I wish I knew where that was, actually, uh, in the world. I don't know where they actually filmed, at least the backdrop or whatever, but, I mean, obviously the castle is CGI, but I I just thought that that was really cool, and I thought it kind of set the tone for Season 7 and what we can expect from the Targaryen-Tyrion storyline. And here's here's what stuck out to me. In inside Dragonstone, the the castle or palace or whatever you want to call it, was the map mm-hmm. of Westeros on the table. Yes. And and but what sticks out about that is the map that Cersei, who is now the queen sitting on the Iron Throne, has having constructed um, in a later or in an earlier scene in the episode when she meets back up and talks with Jamie some. And I thought that was kind of a, that was good imagery as far as they're both now have maps of all of Westeros to prepare for the upcoming war that Cersei will be fighting against Danny. Yeah, that was a great contrast. Um, but let's, you know, let's go ahead and go on to the, the beginning part of the episode there where it shows Lord Walder Frey Speaking, he has the Frey clan, and he's had several kids, and he's old and has had several wives, so we can't even get into how everyone in there was related to who they were all Freys. Um, But as we come to find out, that was actually Arya Stark as Walder Frey, and I think Lindsay has the the quote that she had said that really kind of sticks out from that scene other than the mass murder. Arya said, tell them that the North remembered and that um, Winter had come for the house of Walter Frey. So I thought it was a really good episode. I won't lie. At part at the beginning, whenever um, Walter Frey was sitting there, I was like, wait a second. I'm pretty sure he died at the end of the last season. And then all of a sudden, it just clicked. I was like, oh, yeah, Arya with all her training. Well, so that's one big criticism I had was they did the – Here's what happened last season on Game of Thrones intro into the beginning scene mm-hmm. was they showed her killing Walder Frey, 
So I think if they would have just left that out and just went, you know, showed whatever else they wanted to and went right to Walter Frey addressing his plan, that that would have been, you know, that would at least make you like, oh, flashback or did something else happen? But, oh, I mean, as soon as they went to that scene, I was like, well, that's Arya and she's getting ready to do something badass. Was, was this the first time that they had an actual scene before they did like the CGI intro with the map of Westeros and stuff? Like, I don't remember them ever starting with actual footage and then going into the title cards and stuff. I, I don't think they have, I don't but, remember. Yeah, I I, I think I think they had I think they have two. Like I said, I like sometimes like that, especially when you don't you know, when you binge watch something on Netflix or HBO Go or Amazon or whatever you got. You don't need them because you just watch them back to back, but when you're like us and you gotta wait a whole you know, what was it, fourteen, fifteen months? Yeah. Way between, too long. You know, in between it's kind of nice to have a refresher, but like, you know, hardcore Game of Thrones fans, I was ready to roll. You know, I got so jacked. Me and James were so jacked for this. And we did feel kind of let down at the end. Like, it was a good episode. It moved along. It did a lot of setting up. But I thought for sure with being a shorter type season that there was going to be way more action. Because I, I just don't. I 12 more episodes left in the whole series. And it seems like. They're just now getting ready to, you know, tie the bow. Like, they got everything laid out. From here forward, it's got to be tying it up. Yeah, I thought the episode was good, and I thought it was enjoyable. But at the same time, I was expecting a lot more from it. And I thought the opening scene kind of was the climax for that episode. And then the rest of it was just kind of a, a setup for the right. rest of it's the like season. Right, it's like they peaked. It's like they peaked real early. Yeah. But you know what? That's classic Game of Thrones. Usually the first season, or the first episode or two is setting things up and a lot of their action-packed stuff's in the middle. And then, of course, in almost every series, the penultimate episode is the one with the most action. That's where you got your Battle of the Bastards, Hard Home, episodes like that. Yeah. So I just want to point out that when Arya was wearing Lord Frey's face and killed his whole family... That finally felt like I was being paid back for all of that time, all of her storyline when she was training. Because I thought that was like some of the worst Game of Thrones ever. And now I feel like I'm getting rewarded for it. Yeah, it, I, I don't know how you feel about it, JK. I thought that storyline was kind of drug out, but it has a purpose. And I don't think we've seen the last, the last, ramifications of her training yeah i'm i thought it was kind of interesting but i agree i think it was probably three or four episodes too long but that also might might have been one of those things where george rr R. martin he needs people to be in specific places at certain times so maybe he was when he was plotting it out he couldn't have Arya back in westeros too soon he needed her to wait and be there at a specified time and maybe that's why that storyline might have gotten stretched out longer than what it needed to be. Uh, yeah, and Arya, you know, she's a fan favorite. So she's got to be in a lot of the episodes. Like, people like her a lot. And uh, you guys want me to give you a hot take real quick or a hot theory? Definitely. You know I love a good hot take. Okay, here's what I think is going to happen. In my heart, I wanted Arya to head north from the phrase castle there 
and meet up with, you know, Sansa and John and Bran, which I'm sure we'll get to here in a little bit. But she's all, she's heading toward uh, King's Landing. You know, she runs into Ed. She, I, I don't even know this guy. James had to tell me who he was. I guess I don't listen to pop music or whatever. Runs into his group of people, which appear to be part of the Lannister army. Is that correct, J.K.? Yeah, they were they were the Lannister army on the King's Road, I believe is where they were at. Okay, well, here's what I think the storyline is going to go with Arya. And just hear me out on this. I think she's going to use her ability to do, use people's faces, and I think she's going to torment Cersei with that. Like, I think we're going to see a, an Arya dressed up as a Joffrey or a Tommen or someone else, you know, that Cersei, you know, was important to her life and torment her and drive her mad, a la the Mad King. Well, and then Jamie ends up killing Cersei because she goes mad. Let, the Mad Queen. Let me kind of get in on that. I don't think we're going to see a Joffrey for sure. Tommen's not out of the cards yet, but, I mean, Joffrey would have been dead and buried for way too long for his face to even be usable. So, well, I mean, Tolman's pretty dead, too. Right, but I mean, he's he's had a recent death. It's not like it's been a year or so. Well, see, but we don't know exactly how this the face god works, either. Well, I mean, they just had we do, though, thousands of we faces saw the just faces chilling the up there and that. I don't know. I just think that she's somehow going to torment Cersei and be able to do it disguised as somebody, whether it be sneaking into her chambers or whatever and talking to her or something and just driving her mad making a parallel with the mad king making her the mad queen she could potentially do that with jamie lannister because jamie right now he's a fan favorite but i mean that's not going to stop him from dying as we've seen from many many other characters so i mean i i won't say that you're totally wrong um jamie could be the character that ends up doing that to her just because Nobody's safe in Game of Thrones. And for what it's worth, Odd Shark has seriously as the favorite to win the Game of Thrones. I don't see that happening, but neither. Minus two fifty, and for you all that aren't big gamblers out there, that means that you would have to lay down two hundred fifty dollars to win a hundred. Going a little bit more into betting, then. Uh, so second is Danny, right? I think it was like Danny and then John and then maybe Yeah. Yeah, Danny was plus two fifty, so a hundred dollar bet would yield you two hundred fifty dollars if you bet on Danny. So just to uh give you a reference of what the offshores are thinking right now. Let's talk about let's talk about John and Sansa real quick about how she openly questioned John in front of the other, you know, the other bannermen of the North. What do you guys think about that? I mean, I think we have a big potential right now, just kind of bringing Cersei back into the conversation, especially the part where John says something to Sansa about, it sounds like you admire her. Um, We have seen where Sansa has definitely been watching Cersei so I think she is starting to pick up a little bit of some of those personality traits that are a little bit more cold-hearted, a little bit more of a champion focus, if that makes sense. So I, I think it's not surprising that Sansa openly questioned him. It's her brother, or she thinks it's her brother. So you see a little bit of that 
sibling aspect and in, th- in that aspect but I don't I don't know I think we're gonna see a lot more from Sansa this season and kind of going back to who could be on the throne I would not be surprised if somehow that ended up being Sansa we've seen a huge change in her character go from being the victim um, the lady who's just always there for saving to all of a sudden she's coming up as a much much stronger character okay what do you what say you JK I don't know. Um, I think to move a story forward, you have to have conflict. And right now, I think that they're trying to pit the two of them together, possibly to move a narrative forward. I don't know if there's necessarily anything that's going to come of this, um, but I still think it's too early to tell. Conflict? They've got giant white walkers coming from the north. What more conflict do you need? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so... I'll tell you, I... Back to the, the John and Sansa thing. And this is kind of a big picture guess. I like to do a lot of guessing uh, when it comes to this because you just never know. Mostly I'm wrong, but, you know, here's here's the way I see it is John's a great leader. Sansa admits to as much. John's a leader of men, but John does not have the political savvy that it would take to, you know, take over Westeros. You know, that's not John's concern. I don't think John wants any part of taking over Westeros. He's worried about the White Walkers. He's seen them face to face. So I think I think uh, Littlefinger's playing a big role here. And I think Sansa's going to appear to align with him, but only so she can play the political arm for Jon, because Jon don't have the political arm. And I think that's what Sansa ultimately is going to use Peter Baelish for. Because while Sansa's showing some traits that Cersei had, Littlefinger's a better political uh, gamer than Cersei was. And Cersei's good, but Littlefinger has started basically almost everything. you got to remember, he knew he knew about who knocked Bran out of the tower, and he framed it on Tyrion. And then Littlefinger and Lady Olena, was, they're the ones who killed Joffrey. Littlefinger's had his hand in almost everything. you got to keep your eye on that. I just want to st- state... I wish you could have seen the giant eye roll that came from my direction as soon as you said Littlefinger. I know how much you, you know. I like him. Littlefinger to win this thing. I, I just feel I like know. I'm win. trust me. I know we were talking about that before we even started this podcast. I know how much you love him, so I just I wanted to since he can't be here with us in person. I just had to make sure you knew that there was definitely an eye roll that came from my direction. <laughs> as, as good as Arya's line was. I thought the best line of the whole episode out of everything was when Sansa said, you don't have to seize the last word. Uh, I know you're going to say something clever or something like that. I I thought that was hilarious. I definitely gave the Z snap for her when we were watching it. You can ask Devin. She did. (laughs) I thought it was awesome. I mean, I thought like, yeah, that's classic because Littlefinger would say something clever with that little... Yeah, Murky's God or whatever, and thoughts is on to him. something clever, yet yeah, that was a good line. But ultimately, Arya is just a reminder that the North remembers; they don't forget. Mm-hmm. And that's a, that's been the theme throughout this whole this whole series. Me and James went back the other night and watched just the select, you know, four or five more episodes over there and you know there's episodes titled the north remembers and things like that that's just a running theme and it's gonna i mean the remaining starks i think all of them are playing a huge role as this series 
comes to a conclusion. Yeah. And that's including Bran, who I'm assuming in the next few episodes is going to finally get back with, you know, John and Sansa. Yeah, I mean, especially since he just came through the wall, they are not far well, off. Well, yeah, and well, and Ed is was John's, you know, closest friend there at the wall. So I'm assuming he's, you know, sending a crow out to John saying, hey, we got Bran. Yeah. My only thing is, is Brand going to get to Winterfell before John leaves for King's Landing? Because it sounds like John is going to take a meeting with Cersei. Yeah, I. You you think that he's going to take that meeting? Yeah, at some point he's going to he's going to King's Landing. Ah. I think he has to, and he may get there right at the beginning of when Cer- when Cersei and Danny start battling. I don't know. I think that's an interesting concept if he does. He may not, but someone's got to go down there and talk to them about the threat of the White Walkers. See, and, but here's the thing is I don't think, based off everything that we are seeing, um, I mean, even in past seasons to now, nobody believes that the White Walkers are a threat. I mean, even if we start talking about Sam going to – the Citadel, I mean, nobody truly believes that these White Walkers are a threat. They just think they're a legend, and JK has something to say. Okay, so I'm glad that you mentioned the Citadel, because there was something extremely funny about that scene. So, the Archmaester is played by the same guy that was Professor Slughorn in the sixth Harry Potter yeah. movie. And the main, uh, or like one of the big plot points of that movie was Voldemort asking Professor Slughorn about something that he read in the restricted section. And here we have him again as the Archmaester, and you've got Sam Tarly, and he's thinking about, oh, hey, I need information in the restricted section. I thought that parallel was actually really unique. Nerd. I just want to talk <laughs> I just want to talk for a second about how Sam has the worst job in this whole universe. It's pretty crappy. You mean he's ah! <laughs> You mean he's a nurse, basically? <laughs> I mean, I, I could really relate to a lot of those scenes. If you had a library to take care yeah. of on top of it, then... Yeah. And a hospital? Okay. Like, is, I, is that a hospital that they have as well? I and think like... it's just for the sick maesters. Okay. I think it's just... What just... about your Mormont? So it, that's yeah, what Jorah I was going to bring Mormont, up. So yes. is that quarantine, or is he in prison? I, I think, I think it's, it's quarantine. quarantine. Yeah. Because they... The maesters, they are known, I mean, you even see the scene where the guy's digging through the dead body, or you see the maester that Cersei, that, you know, that brought back the mountain, he, they like to experiment, and so I think what we're going to end up seeing is there's going to be a little bit of experimentation, possibly, and, I mean, this could end up being the way that Jorah either, A, gets cured, or ends up not being well, cured. I don't know about, like, evil experiment like Cersei's maester did. Cause oh, Huber, no, I'm not saying that. He was this, he was this great, he's a disgraced maester. Right. Oh, okay. Right, but they still have that curiosity, and they want to know how things right. work, well, and then they something document cured that. Shireen, Stannis Baratheon's daughter of, of uh, Grayscale. She had it on her face, but it didn't spread. Something cured. Well, Someone yeah, knows something the there that can stop it. And, for, I mean, it just makes sense for Jorah to go to the Citadel to try to find, you know, something to 
cure it. So I don't expect we've seen the last of him. No, he is not. diehard all for Danny. That's still all he cares about. So he he's going to play a good a good part. And you know, honestly, I like his character. And he's you know he's one of the better uh, you know honestly one of the better fighters in the series. Well, all the Mormons. So are. <clears throat> I just want to get that, that fiery little girl. I can't ever remember her name. Liana Mormons. Liana. Yes. <laughs> Named after Ned's sister. Liana, yes. Liana, yep, yeah, that's right. Badass. I'll say it. I'm pretty sure she wants to put a sword in everyone's hand on Bear Island and just charge right at the oh, White yeah, Walker yeah. army. Like, I mean, she's she's ready to go. Speaking of and Winterfell, let's just take a quick second to recognize that the best possible romance in TV history is... Still, still hasn't happened yet, but, uh, oh. <laughs> Tormund and Brianna of yes! <laughs> The way he looks at her, I cannot help but laugh every single time. Yeah. It's just like, he looks at her like, I'm gonna have me some of that. <laughs> like, every single time. If, you, if you're listening to this and you find a guy or gal out there that looks at you like that, marry them, because that is love. That, that is. You know, <laughs> she's Phasma in yeah, Star Wars. I did did know. you know that? I did. I'm very, very concerned about Tormund at this point. I love Star Wars. Say that last part again, Lucas. Because he's going to the place closest to where the White Walkers are going to come in, or to the sea. He volunteered to go. I'm worried about his life right now. I, you know, I, I totally see what you're saying there, but at the same time, the Wildlings have always been a very tough group of people they endure a lot and so yeah i agree that he's definitely in danger but at the same time the wildlings are wanting to fight for what is theirs as well which is everything north of the wall and so i think that's fine but unless they get dragon glass or a bunch of valyrian steel which, which it's gonna be a slaughter let's talk about that discussion too because here we have an opportunity for um john and danny to meet up because they have basically everybody's acknowledged that dragon stone is built on top of a mine basically of a bunch of dragon's glass so i mean they are going to have to go there if they're going to get their arsenal See? up so john's it's just an going south to meet. what john's going south just like i said yeah but i don't think he's, he's going to king's landing to. well you gotta go to king's landing well dragon stone's adjacent to king's landing pretty close to king's landing i i just still <clears> i don't i don't know that he and I don't actually know if John, being the leader that he is, would even leave his people, especially if he thinks that the White Walkers are going to get there. I think he's going to be the type, as we've seen in previous seasons and episodes, he's going to be the type to stay and die if he has to. He's going to do everything he can to protect his people first. And so somebody's going to go to Dragonstone, but I don't know that it'll be John. Okay, guys. Let's do a final thought and a season prediction if you wish to, if you feel comfortable with it. We'll start with Lindsay. Okay, so I really do think, and I've mentioned this to you, I've mentioned this to everybody in this room, I've mentioned it to a few other people because I have my theories. And one of those being, if anybody, if, I don't know if anybody knows this, but George R.R. R. Martin wrote in, like, 1978 a children's book called The Ice Dragon, and it takes place in the north, and it is about this little girl who is born in the time of winter, and she ends up 
meeting these ice dragons and apparently they were a pretty big deal and based off reading the book it's a little children's chapter book it'll take you like 30 minutes to read if you read it and basically they say that ice dragons used to be a pretty common thing that people would see at night flying across the sky and they only came out during winter time winter is here as we know in this season and so i just think that at some point we're going to see somebody end up with an ice dragon aka john snow just because he's more than likely half Targaryen. I mean, they've never bluntly stated that, but they definitely allude to it. And so they have this connection with dragons, but then he's also half Stark, so he's going to be half North-blooded, I guess. Is, I don't even think that's the right way to say it. But I just I have the theory that there's a good possibility he's going to end up with an ice dragon, and in the book they are bigger and stronger than normal dragons and so I think he's going to just destroy everybody including the White Walkers and Cersei Lannister with his sweet ice dragon. That's my theory for the season slash total series. Okay, so what do you got on final thought of episode one? Me? Yeah, final thought, episode one. Final thought on episode one. Um, I... At the end of the day, just want to say that I don't think there was enough of Tyrion Lannister in it. Um, I thought that was a little bit disappointing, but and kind of like we said earlier, I thought the this episode climaxed pretty early. Um, but I think it's going to set up for a good season overall. But Game of Thrones has never had a bad season, so that's all I have to say. What about you, J.K.? Uh, I would say my prediction. Uh like hot take or whatever i'm really interested in who the night king actually is like i don't know why that is like one thing that's just always stood out in my mind and i've done a lot of theorizing and i've talked to lucas like well do you think it's somebody that we know so i guess my big prediction would be is that i think we're going to actually find out who the night king is and it's going to be somebody that we have either seen or has been referenced before now this is like my crazy theory uh reincarnated Rhaegar targaryen who is going to seek his vengeance on Westeros. Do you think, though, it could be Rhaegar just because did he die in the North? That's a legitimate question. Uh, no, I just, I mean, he just, of all the people who have died before that has, like, the most, you know, angst or anger towards what happened with Robert's Rebellion, I mean, he was next in line to right. become king, so he lost everything. Mm -hmm. And so I don't know if... I mean, because obviously magic is not off the table and reincarnation and resurrections are not off the table in Game of Thrones. I just think that would be an interesting way to kind of bring everything full circle um, for the Song of Fire and Ice. Yeah. Devin? I just want to see what kind of shenanigans Cersei's going to be up to next because she knows that uh, Denny and... Oh, I'm losing thought then Tyrion are close so she's going to be up to some shady stuff and so I'm keeping my eye on Cersei right now what about you Lucas well my final thought on the episode is just the generality of was setting things up as I just mentioned earlier um, I expect the story to make strides over the next six episodes um, it, it almost seems like it has to unless there's just a completely simple conclusion, and I just don't see that happening. Um, as far as season prediction, I think I'm going to go with something simple here. I think what we're going to see more of 
people battling this season, and then that's setting up the battle against the White Walkers for next season. I would agree. And I think I that, agree. you know, I, I think that's how it's, I mean, I think that's just how it ends is with the next season being, you know, John or Danny or whoever's in control against the White Walkers. Do you, so, do you, so you, you think know, JK, we'll we a, may not. Oh, I just had a question for you. So do you think that this season will have a conclusion for who ends up on the Iron Throne? Yeah, I think what happens in the last episode is they come face to face with the White Walkers in the final six episodes is just going to be how it plays out. But and then that leads me to wonder if we do find out who the White Walker is this year. We might just from the fact that Bran has seemed to embrace his uh, ability to warg in green fear uh, and to see things. So, but I mean, at the other the other end of it, the Children of the Forest made the White Walkers. And then they kind of betrayed him or whatever. They got too powerful or something. So I don't know. I don't know. That's an interesting theory, JK. And I can't wait to see how it plays out. And I sure as hell hope we don't have to wait till 2019. Yeah, that's something I think we can all agree on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're talking about it because they said, we go to get it done right. I'm like, no, you need to get it done soon is what they need to do. <laughs> so I have, I have a proposal for how we should end each of these episodes. Um, I think we should each go around and pick one person that we think is next to die. Um, and I think we should start with Lindsay, since this is your first podcast. That's a hard one, just because nobody is safe ever. But um, next to die. Let me put some thought into this. I think, especially if we're going to talk main character next to die, I mean, because... Wait, are we talking main character next, or just next person? N- next notable person. Yeah, so it doesn't so necessarily have to be a main character. The next notable person. So, I... Oh, this is complicated. So, n- notable, I don't know. I think at some point, just to kind of bring this up, I think at some point, we're going to see the guy with the eye patch. Somebody else probably knows his name. Beric Dondarrion. Yes, Beric Dondarrion. I will say at some point, maybe soon, his luck's going to run out and maybe the Hound's going to become the new guy that gets brought back to life all the time. I think that would be a nice little surprise. And we did not even talk about the Hound. Can we discuss that real quick? He, there was definitely this huge turnaround where we see the guy that he like stole from and stole his horse and everything like that. That guy and his little girl are dead and he's burying him. I thought that was a very interesting side of the hound. And so, I don't know. I just, I think that something's going to be redeemed for the hound. And more than likely, he's going to end up that guy that's being brought back to life every five episodes by the Lord of Light. Um, other than that, my other prediction, I, I'm just saying, I think Jamie Lannister's time's running out. He's too good hearted, and Cersei's too big of a meanie that. If you pick every character, then none of us I, get to have I, our own. I'm not picking every character. I'm just going to say that when it comes to main character, I think Jamie Lannister's time's coming out. When it comes to notable character, I really do think that guy with the eye patch. Beric Dondarrion. Thank you, JK. I do think his time's coming up to an end, and we're going to see the Hound step up and take that place. So that's my big prediction. I would say that he is next. JK, it's your turn. Uh, I, I think uh, you guys made a convincing argument earlier about Tormund being in danger, and Lucas, I think you sold me on that, so I'm, I'm going to take Tormund. I think he's up next. 
I'm just going to step in and say for major character, Jamie Lannister, because he, he's the last person that Cersei has left, and she's lost everything else around her. But before I knew we were going major or significant character, I was going to say uh, Ed Sheehan. Sheeran. Sheeran. He's not going to be back this season. We're not going to see much more of him. What if Arya is wearing his face? I'm just saying we're not going to see any more of Ed Sheeran. That's a good theory. He could still, if he's a no, he could wear his face. I'm telling you right now that we saw the last of Ed Sheeran. He popped up with his nice little pop song that didn't belong in the Song of Fire. And yeah, Ice. it was just a quick cameo type deal and like what if, Ian McShane did. And I like Ed Sheeran, but if we're letting Ooh, Ed love. Sheeran in, we're just we're letting everybody in. So, I don't know. Who are we going to see next? Justin Timberlake? I'm just saying. I mean, I would I watch Justin Timberlake. And- <laughs> <laughs> All right, Lucas, who's your prediction? I'm just going to throw this out there. I don't like it, and it would hurt my heart, but Grey Worm. Oh, that's a good one. That's actually a really good one. Yeah, since J.K. went with Tormund, who I do believe life's in danger, but I don't think it's in imminent danger. But Danny's getting awful close to Cersei, and Grey Worm leads the Unsullied. And I'm just, I mean, I don't know at this point. It's so hard to pick who can die. I don't want any of them to die. I don't want to see the story play out. But I, I feel like maybe he, you know, there's a chance that he dies when they start battling. I would, I would say you're not wrong. So, I would say that's a good prediction. So just to recap. And he loves Missandei so much, even though he yeah. doesn't have, like, the sexual the drive. to make things happen. Yeah, I think the Lord of Light should give him a set before he dies. <laughs> can get it on. So just to recap, Lindsay, you're taking. I'm going with Patch Guy. Eric Dondarian, I'm taking Tormund, Devin's taking Jamie Lannister, and Lucas is taking... Or Ed Sheeran. <sighs> Ed Sheeran's not Ed coming Sheeran's back. Ed not coming back. Uh, and Lucas is taking Grey Worm, so all interesting picks. Very interesting, and all, you know what, are probably wrong. <laughs> probably. We're probably going to see, like, Sansa die or something stupid. But... That'd be crazy. Or maybe Littlefinger's not little dying finger. yet. Littlefinger is going to be there toward the end. Mark my words. I don't know. I don't know. So, all right. We'll see who's right next episode. All right, guys. Thanks for listening to uh, the Punting the Thrones. Uh, great discussion here. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope you love Game of Thrones. Um, we only got six short weeks left of episodes. So, you know, if you listen to this and want to comment, let us know your theories and what you think. Uh, guys, anything else before we get off here? None. Nope. Littlefinger's not going to be on the Iron Throne. Okay, well, Lindsay, I hope we can edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. All right, guys, uh, listen to us next week for episode two, all right? Sounds good. Bye.